Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Meat Sports Alcohol for Monday, March 22nd. Uh, I'm Dylan. And I'm JMO. Uh, we have an awesome show for you today. First, JMO and I sit down uh, for an interview with John Trowbridge. He's a comedian. Uh, he's a writer for the reboot of All That on Nickelodeon, and he's a diehard Knicks fan. Uh, we do a little bit of talk in Knicks. We talk his 90 Day Fiance TikTok character that's blown up, uh, and we just talk about his career, his stand-up. Um, this is a super fun interview. John's a really hilarious guy, uh, and you're definitely going to want to stick around for that. We had a blast. Yeah, we definitely talked a lot of Knicks. We also talked a lot of shitting on the Nets, which I feel like was coming. Like I needed, I kind of needed, it humbled me. After the interview, I was like, damn, I kind of deserved that because the Nets are just destroying everyone nonstop. Um, and I needed to be humbled. After that, after the interview, we talk a little March Madness. Uh, we talk about our hogs, our unstoppable hogs. Uh, Arkansas can't stop winning. We talk the brutal, brutal loss of America's team, Beastern Washington. Uh, and pretty much do a full recap for the first and second round. After March Madness, we introduce a new segment, our Gaslight of the Week. Uh, we both have some pretty good ones. There's too many to choose from with the amount of gaslighting going on in, in 2021. So and that's our show. All right. Take it away, Chet. We now welcome on John Trowbridge. He's a comedian and writer for the reboot of All That on Nickelodeon, among other things. He's based in New York, a basketball fan. He's joining us to talk a little bit about the Knicks uh, and your comedy and your hilarious 90 day fiance character on TikTok and a bunch of other stuff. You can find him at John Trowbridge seven on TikTok at John Trowbridge on Twitter at J E Trowbridge on Instagram. And his website is John Trowbridge comedy.com. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, John. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me guys. This is, uh, it's always so fun to talk about the Knicks and about my made up 90 day fiance character on TikTok with anybody, <laughs> with, with anybody who wants to know about it. It's very funny to me. Well, we really want to know about it. <laughs> I want to hear about, so I'm a Nets fan, full disclosure. Okay. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. Like a real right, Nets right? fan. Right? Like, like, like a New Jersey Nets fan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when they moved, I started moved. supporting them. When, I was young. I was like, 12 or something um sure. but let's start with the knicks okay what's your level of excitement right now is it like controlled are you or are you getting ahead of yourself and you're like this is a team of destiny they're amazing it's it's controlled it always it always will be controlled i think we could be we could be in the finals up three games to nothing and i'd be like they can fuck it up they will fuck it up and <laughs> i uh that's the way that's where you know that's where it'll always be. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, um, um, like I'm not even really that comfortable with Julius. I'm like, I don't, whenever Julius shoots, I don't really expect it to go in. Um, I don't really look at Julius as a all-star really. I understand that he's had an all-star season and that he is on paper an all-star, but like, 
I'm not, I, I would say that most Nick fans aren't really comfortable with Julius Randle. I think like gun to our head, we would trade Julius Randle for Bradley Beal. Um, we oh, yeah. would, we would, we would like do that, I think. Um, and um, yeah, I've always been like, uh, there's, there's through my, and I guess, I guess we'll like, we'll talk about it now, but I, I used to have a, um, a podcast called the trade Frank podcast uh, with my buddy, Jared and Mickey. Um, who's another like comedy writer out here and we because we just noticed a, a hole in, or just like a, a a vacuum in Nick's fandom for um, Nick's fans who are just realistic human beings who look at the team and you know look at basketball and aren't completely you know drink the Kool-Aid cult member crazy about like the worst players in the league like um, you know Frank Frank Nilakina is, you know, got drafted a few years ago. He is a bum. He is not a good <laughs> basketball player. He he is like, Knicks fans are so beaten down and malnourished and, you know, used to looking at losers that a guy like Frank Nilakina who will score nine points every 20 games is somebody that they need to, uh, you know, hitch their wagon to. And no, they don't need to. I mean, if Nick, if, if Frank was on any other team he wouldn't get minutes we've tried to trade frank a few times nobody wants him um so whenever frank has a good game where he scores oh my god 12 points um everybody's like oh this guy's the future this guy's the future and i think immediately trade him now trade him as soon as he does good things trade him for a second round pick trade him to fucking detroit for whatever the hell they want to give us um you know do that um so i um, anyway, so I, that's a long answer, but to, I will always, I will always have controlled happiness and animosity towards the Knicks, but, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately it is just what my body, uh, what I will always be loyal to the Knicks. I don't really think that you can, you know, Max Kellerman thinks he thinks that he can switch to the Lakers and that he just like, like feels something for the Lakers. I believe that you feel you only really feel something for one team you could say that you root for another team but it just the magic doesn't happen for multiple teams you know yeah um yeah well i'm i'm glad that you said uh that there is a void in the market for like the reasonable knicks fan because all i see on twitter now that you guys are above 500 is just unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know if you i don't know if you saw the uh the Chris Bosch versus Julius Randle debate. Um, but that's what I see of, of Knicks fans. <laughs> yeah, the video of everyone celebrating like outside Madison Square Garden when you hit 500 and we're like, was it sixth in the East or fourth in the East? Something like yeah. that was just a hilarious spectacle. I loved right. it. <laughs> it. Kind of sad. Kind of sad. So, so sad. So sad. Take what you can get, you know, have fun. But like, yeah, so sad. Um, especially when like four to 10 is within two games. It's not anything, you know, yeah, if, we, it's if, terrifying. We had, if, if we had cracked the top three and we were like solidified in the top three, that's something to freak out about. But like we've been between four and 10 ever since, you know? Yeah. So yeah. are you um, born and raised New Yorker? Have you been a Knicks fan your entire life? Yeah. My um, I grew up in upstate New York. I grew up in Schenectady, New York. Um, my dad was, just an all around New York fan. Um, and then he, um, 
uh, when I when I lost all respect for my father was when he stopped rooting for the Giants and started rooting for the Colts because oh um, what yeah it's disgusting <laughs> he like he he like bought he bought a a Colts like starter jacket and he's like I'm rooting for the Colts now and I'm like what the fuck are you doing you don't <laughs> give a shit about Peyton Manning or Indianapolis or what's yeah, also blue and I'm like so I'm like no you don't fucking jump ship um, but he he raised me for that he went to Syracuse. And, um, and so he took me to, um, New Orleans to watch Sarah, to watch Carmelo, um, win the national title for Syracuse. Um, and so that was one of my first like sports experiences. And, um, and so my dad would just like bring me to, um, sporting events because he thought that I was like a good luck trip because that never, you know, that never really happened with him. But yeah, so I, I saw Carmelo win by himself and then. I was always like a, um, you know, casual Knicks fan after that, but I was more of a Carmelo fan. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when Carmelo came to the Knicks, it was like, okay, this is my, this is my entire life now. And now I love the Knicks more than I love Carmelo now. Okay. So are you, are you Knicks, Giants, Yankees? Are those your New York teams? Um, Yeah. I'd say, I don't know. There's a part of me, I'd say I'm, I haven't really decided on football. I, um, but I'm definitely hardcore Knicks. I am hardcore Yankees. Um, okay. I saw them win. I saw them win their last. Me and my dad saw them win their last title together. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is, but also, I, I also kind of like stopped the the Yankee magic kind of um, faded on me because we saw their last. We saw them win the last World Series with Hideki Matsui, and my, everyone. That was my favorite player growing up. I've assigned baseball from Hideki Matsui. It's my favorite. And and so he, you know, they won. Everyone's going nuts. And then me and my dad went, got into the elevator at Yankee Stadium to go down to the ground floor, and it was the quietest elevator I'd ever been in in my life. Just Yankees fans, just used to winning. Just, huh. just like looking at their watches, there was nothing like passionate about it so i was like oh this is whatever whereas if the knicks won you know chaos chaos looting in the yeah. streets you know? yeah we saw what happened when you guys were 500 so. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so uh jamo mentioned it earlier but so he's a nets fan um so as a as a true knicks fan like do you look down on nets fans do you think he's kind of like a like a real new yorker real new york sports fan it's a I, little bit fake i don't believe I would love to just know um, what, why, why you love them. I guess I don't know. Because, <laughs> well, let like, me explain like, myself. They kind of seem they kind of seem like made out of thin air. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and now the current team that they have are just people who wanted to gang up on the entire league. There doesn't really seem to be like I like I've been to a couple Nets games, and their only like tradition or like folksiness is some old guy that they stick behind the basket when people are shooting foul shots and that's it. So yeah. I, so I just don't understand yeah. why you feel anything for the nets, you know, that, well, that recent, quote, Oh that my recent God. Quote by James Harden. I'm just going to say the recent quote by James Harden, where he said he went to, to play yeah. with Brooklyn because of the fans was the funniest quote of all time. <laughs> it's just the most bold face. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Explain. Yourself. Let yeah, me explain myself. Okay. Well, sure. so first of all, the origin of my Nets fandom is, so I grew up 
both my parents are New Yorkers. I was born in New York and we had, my parents are split on every team. So my dad's Jets, my mom's Giants, my dad's Mets, my mom's Yankees. So I just rooted for all New York teams for the first like 11, 12 years of my life. And I reached a point, like you were saying earlier, where there's only one team you truly care about. And Brooklyn, like the Nets moving to Brooklyn was like my chance to be like, okay, I'm a Nets fan. Like I, I loved Carmelo. The Stoudemire years were sick. Like I definitely rooted for them a bit then, but I was like, I need a team. Uh, and I will say, Dylan, you can attest to this. I have been a very oh, diehard Nets fan. Always. I know. I know. Always. <laughs> and I'm just I saying, get, you're I, the only person in the world. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, if any franchise, I get, I get it. I get we Harden came there. He blew up a franchise. Katie did it again, came to the Nets, brought Kyrie. We destroy everyone. I understand that they're a hateable team. But on the list of franchises that are worthy of it, it has sucked so much being a Nets fan for so long. Like, I get it. But at least it's the Nets that are dealing with this. And it's not like the Lakers or the Celtics. You know, it's like we were a shitty franchise that have had zero first round draft picks in like 45 years and won't for the next 10 years. And we're good. And it's hilarious. And I love it. I'm happy. I, I, I can't I can't imagine you're getting a lot of sympathy from a Knicks fan about like how hard you've had. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. We're a nonstop true. humiliation. Our, t- yeah. our our legends get tossed out of the building and nobody, you know, yeah. even now, even now when we're like doing good, Patrick Ewing can't come in without getting hassled, you know, which yeah. is crazy. I <laughs> I would love to know what was going through that security guard's mind when they saw a seven foot man <laughs> yeah. trying to enter the building and they're like, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will say, if you guys yeah. want to hop on the Nets bandwagon, we'd be happy to have you. And mm-hmm. it is a hilarious, awesome existence. We just destroy everyone. It's incredible. We played the Pacers. Only Harden was playing. And Levert had like an amazing game where they were, everything was right for them. And then we just beat them at the last second. We just scored a million points. It's so fun. It's so yeah. fun. I think you guys should try it out. It seems like it, it does seem like an artificial team though it does mm-hmm. seem like a, yeah. an algorithm based computer team that is you know just actually destroying the world of humans it feels like what the world will be in 50 years when yeah. we're battling robots for the sake of humanity yep. um yep cold know. heartless calculated okay. yeah all right let's move on <laughs> just, we're, just, we're all we're all stuck in our opinions here just i like the nets yeah, yeah, I get that's it. Fine. But, I that's, get but I, I, the last thing I'll say about it is, I I hope they they will win the title. They will win the title this season. LeBron just got a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They they will win. I can't wait for the Nets um, championship parade. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. wait for the empty for the empty Nets parade. <laughs> Nobody in Brooklyn will know what the fuck it's going on. Everybody will just be outside with their stroll their kid strollers and drinking their expensive coffees, being like, "What <sighs> happened? Did the Knicks what?" Huh? And it's going right. to be so funny. It's going right, to be so well, funny. I'll be there I, with JD and Joseph Sai. And you, because you're moving there. And yeah, yeah. the three of us having a party. Yeah. I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, so, a uh, couple other uh, Nick's follow ups. Um, yeah. So, I, I have to imagine there's some animosity towards uh, Dolan there. Like, if you're a typical Knicks fan. It, like, have you ever thought about if you just like ran into him, what you would say to James? Do you have any kind of like thoughts on James, you know, if as you're a hard Knicks fan? Yeah. If you're going to come into James, you have to attack his um, jazz band 
and you have to say that he's bad at music and you have to say that jd and the straight shots is the worst the worst jazz folk fusion uh band um of all time um if you guys for you and your fans if for a quick pick me up you need to google or youtube james dolan uh city winery concert show um it's something like that if you just if you just google like live james dolan city winery performance yeah um he's done you know he it's he's he's playing some small intimate um show at the city winery uh, i think downtown in manhattan and he's like i got the blues and they he ends the song and then some guy's like that was fucking horrible <laughs> so some guy in the back's like what the fuck was that are you shitting me i want my fucking money back there was one and then and then, and then people you know he starts getting thrown out and he's like what that was come on guys that was the worst fucking thing i've seen in my life uh, and oh just my god so good so good because clearly clearly like i think he's numb you know there's been there's been a lot of like he knows that everybody in the city think, knows he's the worst owner in sports. Everybody knows that he got his entire empire from his father. Um, everybody knows that he's a pathetic individual. He's numb to basketball criticism and business criticism, yeah. but his passion is his band. JD. That's where you get him. It's who he really is. He won't let the Eagles play the garden unless his band can open for them. That's the type of pathetic individual we're dealing with. So yeah, that's that's where you have to hit him. I'd say you gotta hit him where it hurts. It's <laughs> music. That, that's hilarious. That, I'm yeah. I'm glad you touched on that because I did have a couple JD in the straight shots uh, <laughs> questions as well. Um, you prepared yeah. for this? You prepared for? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, well, I mean, my my, fo- my follow up to oh, that. Oh yeah. Was, oh my god. I see your question. You actually did prepare questions yeah. specifically about yeah. this. Go ahead. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 If you were to be a member of JD in the Straight Shots, what band or what instrument would you play? God, what would I play? Um, I feel like, I mean, if I had my, if it, you know, I guess just personally having the most fun because the music would be so fucking terrible that I'd have to have like enjoy it somehow. So I guess I'd be drums just cause you know, mm. you get to hit shit and you make a beat, just about, um, yeah. but the yeah. band, but the band is so, you know, the studio musicians that, that James Dolan pays to hang out with him and play music <laughs> for him. You know, uh, he feels like, he feels like he's like a step away from being in like a, um, you know, stomp and shout type of hi ho band, you know, where there's like jug, like you know scratching the the washboard and the jug and yeah. the you know blowing on a jug or uh, there's a jaw, guy with shirtless with with uh overalls yeah. just <laughs> jd and the muddy boys again singing, <laughs> singing, singing hi-ho um at uh in turks and kinkos where he's forced a bunch of other uh venture capitalists to listen to his uh, stupid uh moonshine band um so I would. I think I'd probably be drums just so I could have some fun up there because yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad music and the crowd's going to boo you the entire time. I think. Yeah. I think in. Uh, I think in post we're going to have to add some JD and the Straight Shots music in. Oh yeah. At the end of this, Definitely. so people really can can hear what we're talking about. Uh, I was going to say drums is a good choice of instrument too because you could like very easily sabotage the music by just like fucking up the <laughs> yeah. beat, but there's nothing to fuck up because the music already sucks. There's That's no right. point. You'd, he wrote a song. He made he made people write him a song um, about Harvey Weinstein called "I Should Have Known," and and like 
it's it's sometimes sometimes you think about rich people and you go everybody knows that rich people actually have legendarily bad taste but the way but the the, the level of disconnect um rich people have to the consumer is how in god's fucking name can you be a billionaire and think that people want to listen to you sing about rv <laughs> it's like how how you know yeah it's you know but when you pay people to hang out with you that's 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 what you get you know they'll it, say they love it yeah. yeah it's like al michaels it was like carson wentz threw a pick and he's like he's having a worse week than harvey weinstein <laughs> right when that was happening it was like oh my god like, <laughs> oh my god don't what world do you live in where you yeah. have to say that yeah yeah it's funny. So funny well while we have you uh yeah. first of all i think you owe me an apology because just researching you ahead of this interview, I got really into your TikTok where you play a 90 Day Fiance character. And I had not heard of 90 Day Fiance until mm-hmm. like until that. And I have wasted hours in the past few days just mm-hmm. obsessed with the show, watching like funny clips, just mm-hmm. big, big out, big Ed rubbing mayonnaise in his hair, just all of it. Disgusting. Um, can you explain a bit about like, first of all, what 90 Day Fiance is for people who don't know about it, how the idea came along for you to play this character and how it kind of like became very popular on TikTok. Right. So I, uh, so 90 Day Fiance is um, the bottom rung of uh, the human race and it's on <laughs> TLC and it's a show about um, American men and women who are uh, who are dating people via international dating websites, and they have so like this Pennsylvania woman is dating this guy Usman from Nigeria, who's like a rapper who is and and you follow these storylines and most of the time the the foreign person is just using this pathetic American individual for a green card to live in the United States, or um the american is has a absolutely god-awful life in the united states and just wants to escape to a different world where they will be valued and um it's it's a really it's a nice um highlighting over the most pathetic individuals on planet earth and which i think is what tlc's brand is they're literally you know it'll be that or hoarders or my six thousand pound life or just more horrific things for people to look at dr pimple popper um Uh, and so but this but this show specifically um i started by my um my girlfriend and i started watching it and i was really enraptured by uh, this one particular season with like the woman this old woman from pennsylvania who was dating this nigerian rapper named uzmond um who would call her baby girl lisa and um and so she, you know, and so, and so the show is like the mixing of the cultures and stuff like that. But the, um, the events that happen in them, as specifically the men, I, don't, I mean, I can't really uh, make fun of the women so much uh, publicly uh, on the internet, but the, the men, the men are just ultra pathetic. I mean, you were talking about Big Ed, um, uh, the guy that my TikTok character Ken is mainly based on is this guy David um, from one of the seasons who was dating um, this woman Lana on an international dating website um, that he had to pay f- to use. So he had to pay to chat with this woman Lana. He had never seen her in real life for years and years and years. And he had. Um, 
he had arranged to go to Ukraine to visit her upwards of seven, eight times. And every single time Lana stood her, stood him up and she just <laughs> didn't show up. And so he had to come back to the United States, go back on his laptop, pay again to ask Lana what, ha- what had happened. And the excuses that he would get were, you know, um, I got scared, I'm sick. The most pathetic excuse he got was my cousin was playing soccer that day. So I had to watch, <laughs> I had to watch my cousin play soccer. Um, James Dolan's this, band was performing. And I, I got <laughs> to see the straight shots. They were, you know, they were opening for the Eagles. Um, and, and, but then, um, so then the, the show would, um, the producers would keep asking you like, don't you think that this woman is just using you for your money? Cause you have to pay for the site. And he's also like, paying for a lot of things in her life. He's sending her a lot of things. This other guy on on the show gave this woman that he met on the internet, I think $25,000 without meeting her or or having like any real date with her. Um, and so I really wanted to get into um, TikTok. I just generally, I, I'm, I can't really be on Twitter anymore. I think Twitter's kind of dead. I think like trying to become big on Twitter is like, a fool. I don't know. I, 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 I could be very wrong, but uh, TikTok just seemed like the only thing that was like growing and fun and like, you know, you could build an audience. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing character videos on it because I my my background is um, in sketch comedy and character comedy. And I just I just did a video where I just put every single guy on 90 Day Fiance into one character named Ken. And uh, and I made just like a quick video a character video of it and ken was like hi i'm ken i'm 26 i'm from tulsa arizona um which is a made-up city yeah i was gonna ask (laughs) and and so ken you know has given thousands and thousands of dollars to this woman svetlana they met on a dark web website where he was looking up the instructions to build a pipe bomb and uh, and now svetlana is you know obviously using him for his money i think in the storyline of my TikTok now, Svetlana is a couple of people and, and on, online and Svetlana is a internet, almost like anonymous, like they're a hacktivist community that is using my money <laughs> to fund their anti-government uh, agenda. Um, I don't expect anybody to go that deep into it. I think they, <laughs> yeah. I think they just want to laugh at 90 Day Fiance, but that's just what I like to have fun with. No, there's going to be um, like a wiki, like a fan group, a fan fiction, like really yeah. deep into your story. Of yeah. I mean, <laughs> somebody started Somebody started a fake Svetlana Instagram account. Really? Because really? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, and it's very funny. Um, and so anyway, so now I post predominantly, sometimes I do other things, but on my TikTok now, I, it's mainly Ken checking in um, with the adventures of Ken and the most fun of the, the most fun that I have with it is the fan base playing along with the joke and also new people seeing Ken and having long thread arguments as to whether or not Tulsa, Arizona is a real place. Or yeah. not. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's mostly the spiel. Yeah. So real quick. So I'm two points. So I'm glad that you said that, being cool on twitter is it cool because yeah. dylan and i are both scared to tweet and we're awful at twitter and this podcast has no followers there so that made me feel a lot better yeah. um what is it like being popular on tiktok like with the tiktok community because to me it seems like a frightening bunch like kind of mm-hmm. just um the audience that's on tiktok but you're saying like 
you know, they're super involved and they comment and they're all into it. Like, is it, a, is it a nice community on TikTok? I'm just not too familiar. Way, way nice, way nicer on TikTok. I mean, really? yeah, yeah. Way, way, way nicer. People are generally, I don't know. I guess it's because like on, on Twitter, this is just my theory, but on, on Twitter, if you see a tweet that makes you angry, you have to look at it still like you have to like consider it but if there's like a tiktok that makes you feel bad you just swipe and it's gone forever and you mm-hmm. and, and 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 tiktok is like you know it's all algorithm based and watching you and customizing it to your perfect you know thing so you most of the time just keep seeing things that you like you know so if you don't like something it won't put it in front of you ever again so so which is great for me because on my end it seems like whenever you know the the posts that really blow up um the people who like it it like hits them in their soul and like they they couldn't be more nice it'll just be like an avalanche of like this you've inspired me this is the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life i'm dealing with a lot right now and this is really getting me through rehab Um, oh my god like amazing it's really really nuts yeah and 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 also, I do think it's the only, you know, maybe I said this before, but I do think it is the only, one of the only places to at, legitimately grow a ba- uh, an audience from zero. Like, mm-hmm. it, if you put, put stuff on Instagram or you tweet, you're still kind of at the mercy of a bigger account retweeting you or, you know, promoting you. But TikTok just, like, you can start from zero and just, like, build an audience, um, which I really like, yeah. But it's been great. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it's, and it's so funny that it's blended and it's the, the, the blending into my real life is very funny. My, my, um, my girlfriend's friend works at a PR firm and she, like, I guess it's a pretty big PR firm in New York. And her friend texted my girlfriend and was like, I can't believe what's going on. This client that we're working with came in and they suggested Ken as a, as a like micro influencer for their product and now i and now we're having a serious discussion as to whether or not <laughs> ken ken would be good for this business um, that's awesome it's that's so, so funny. funny it's so funny um so anyway yeah i i'm kind of curious about like um you know you've grown a, such a following through this like very specific character mm-hmm. um and you you know you you write you do stand up you do all these other things like is there like some pressure to like keep the character going and like or is there like, do you think about like transitioning to like a different kind of similar character or like branching mm-hmm. out and doing, you know, more of your different types of sketch comedy on your TikTok? Like what, you know, what kind of, how do you see it evolving? Um, yeah, well, I definitely want to um, kill Ken eventually. I would like <laughs> to brutally murder Ken one day. Um, that would be really funny for me. Um and I do, I will do different characters um, and impressions too. Um, a while ago, um, before the pandemic, I, um, I got to do um, the Just for Laughs festival mm-hmm. um, and for, for characters. And so I like, you know, I like to do a bunch of different things. So eventually I will transition to that. Um, I'd like to grow Ken out a little a little bit more in terms of followers now and i and um right now it's still it's still fun and funny for me to keep doing it if it's if it becomes something where i'm like how many times can 
how many you know weird jobs can Ken have this <laughs> yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I will. Um, I will stop doing it and do something else. Um, but also, I've like I've like gone live. Sometimes I'll go. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll go live as Ken, and people really like that. They like gift me diamonds, uh, which is like the TikTok currency. Um, yeah. But um, sometimes I'll go live as myself, and I will just straight up ask my followers, like, "Will you guys be pissed if I do something else?" And they're like, "No, it's fine. Just do whatever you want." Um, but the but but I do understand what you're saying that the pressure definitely is there to like don't stop the gravy train you know if this is what's working yeah but um but yeah I will do Ken for a little bit murder him and then um and then try to do something else I something think. else I, will blossom from that yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know Ken isn't real but this sounds pretty cruel you're just building him up <laughs> until you murder him you're just yeah. like <laughs> I mean he's died a couple times already he's died uh, oh, okay. he, died, he, he died in the first video he's been frozen in a lake uh he's been mauled to death by a bear a few times so um yeah but I want to vaporize him somehow. That would be nice. Right. Just fully yeah. get him off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, you seem like someone that has a lot of, you wear a lot of different hats. You have like your podcast that was about the Knicks. Um, you've been a writer, stand-up comedian. You have your sketch comedy. Uh, is there any one of those that you kind of like identify the most with? Do you kind of find yourself transitioning from one to the other? Um, you know, mm-hmm. how does that, um, I think I've always, um, I've always seen myself, um, it's weird. What, usually in, um, usually I just identify with whatever is making me the most money. So for the, <laughs> so, so, so for the, so for the past, past couple of years, like I've, I, uh, thought of myself as a TV writer, um, just cause that's usually what been, what's been my job. Like, after after JFL, I you know I got to write for an animated pilot for Comedy Central, and then after that for another sketch show, and then all that, and then uh, a pilot for NBC. And so I, I do identify as that, but I think I think overall, what has like gotten me anything that I've ever gotten has been my um, sketch comedy, my character comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the original the original um, plan was always to get on SNL. Um, and I got to screen test for SNL a couple of years ago, which was nice. Um, but they, you know, they had too many white guys, so I didn't get to be on the cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, so, but, but just having, I don't know, having, having screen tested for me, that kind of is like, well, you could have been on the show. It's, you were good enough to be on the show, you know? Um, so now I would say I'm, um, and also like whenever I, in the meantime, you know, people seem, people seem to like can people seem to like like the, the the thing about me that i think that makes people most excited is when i do characters before before like is can like can people like can now when i was doing jfl i pretty much got my screen test audition off of eddie redmayne impression and just because i look like him and i and i like <laughs> i don't do a particularly good like voice i just know how to do a basic British accent and look terrified and that's pretty <laughs> much that's pretty much what got me it and ken i think is a like derivative of that he is a terrified pathetic man that people like to laugh at. um so i so i'd say i'd say yeah tv writer and and character comedian totally yeah yeah well now you're officially a meter as well that's what we started calling our podcast fans for me sports alcohol um yeah. 
But yeah. thank you so much for joining us today and talking yeah. next 90 Day Fiance. Dylan, did you have anything else before we close out? Uh, yeah, I had a quick uh, final closing next question, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, I got fuck, Mary kill, Tom Thibodeau, Patrick Ewing, Spike Lee. Kill Spike. Uh, you, oh, that was you, quick. You, that uh, was yeah. quick. <laughs> because he doesn't do he he he's. I mean, if you watch his extended um, like interviews on First Take, the guy is talking in circles. No clue. No <laughs> clue what's going on. Doesn't add anything. Freaks out about everything. Like it's insane. So I'd kill Spike. Got it. Um, you fuck you and you marry Tibbs, of course. All right. I like yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Tibbs sound like he'd. Uh, put you through the ringer in a marriage that'd be a yeah. tough yeah you make, really make me a better man yeah, yeah play you 45 minutes full 48 game. every night <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh well check out john showbridge on tiktok at john showbridge 7 twitter no one gives a shit about twitter but at john showbridge there insta je showbridge and website is john comedy.com thanks so much again john really appreciate it Thanks, guys. It's so much fun. Appreciate it. I know you care and it feels unfair, but all this hate will never repair. The great divide when everybody's taking sides. Instead of closing it tighter, we're making it wider. The great divide everybody thinks they're right. How can everyone be so sure when no and support for meat sports alcohol is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide and you're looking at two of them right here. We trust them. We love them. We want you to buy them. Uh, and we're going to let you do that with our continued exclusive offer for our meters. 20% off plus free shipping. Promo code MEAT at checkout at manscaped.com. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of you guys have started buying some of their products. Hearing super positive feedback. Uh, and just to anyone that's on the fence, just know, uh, these products are great. You're not going to regret them and your balls will thank you. It's the time to get manscaped. We are officially entering what day it's March 21st. I could say March 20th marks the official start of chafing season. We're entering the summer. Your balls are going to be hot. You're going to be sweaty. You know what else is going to happen? You're going to have times where you can't just wear basketball shorts and boxers. You're going to have to like go to a wedding or some shit or look nice. And you're going to wear jeans and your balls are going to be chafing. Uh, I actually... This is like, because we have Manscaped and I have all these incredible Manscaped products, this is like my first summer without chafing. Like, I'm looking forward to it. It's like our version of Hawk Girl Summer. It's like my Manscaped non-chafing summer. Yeah. Um, smooth summer. Smooth ball summer, baby. Yeah. So get your Manscaped, get 20% off and free shipping with code MEAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MEAT, M-E-A-T. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job 
with Manscaped. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. And now for a little March Madness talk. Uh, I think we should start, you know, we're just going to discuss some of the games, some of the things we've been paying attention to. Uh, we're recording this Sunday night, so we just finished the first batch of the round of 32 games. And I think we should start where everyone's mind's at. This is going to be the first thing on Sports Center tomorrow. Eastern Washington just getting, you know, you hate to see it. They were up so on close. Kansas. And that's America's team right there. So I'm sure that's what everyone wants to hear about first. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a tough fought game by our boys in red, the Red Hawks, fly, Hawks, fly, you know. Think of the Eagles. The Eagles. Um, and, <laughs> I, you know, they gave it, they gave it their all. Uh, and I think they proved uh, to the world. And I think they, uh, they showed what they were made of and they showed why they were a sleeper pick from us because I think, you know, a couple things bounce a different way. You know, we could be talking, you know, sweet 16 elite eight final four for our, for our eags. Big time. I'd say a certified lock that you could just put in right now. Nobody's talking about it. Just chalk up Eastern Washington for a final four appearance next year. I mean, that's yeah. free money. That's going to happen. I'll also say the worst feeling after winning a bet, we both put money on the spread on Eastern Washington and winning the spread was honestly a bad move. Cause I was just like, yeah. I don't deserve this money. They lost. I was pulling for them so hard. Yeah. Um, also the st- most stressed out I've been about college basketball ever. Uh, they didn't I, want to be a Beastern Washington of burden <laughs> for me. Almost ruined my golf game. I was golfing that day. I couldn't take my eyes off the game. Oh, nice, dude. How'd you how'd you hit him? Well, straight wow. up. Well, I was crushing nice, them. dude. You know what's fucked though? My friend huh. Sam, who I was playing with, took a little snap, took a little insta story of me taking a swing. It was nice, right? Did you see the swing? It looked nice. Yeah, you got a nice follow through on it. Thank you. So he yeah. posted that to his story and he got like 45 compliments, not like five compliments from people who thought it was him in the story being like, nice uh, swing, bro. And then I reposted it and not one person complimented me. All I got was Charles saying, you got to keep your left arm straighter. <laughs> well, you do have to keep your left arm straighter. for consistency. I kept it straight, but <laughs> also I crushed that ball. It was par five. I was on him too. Anyway. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so you got a little uh, eagle action for our eagles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eagles never die, baby. Fly, okay. eagles, fly. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice. So we had the Eastern Washington game. The next team I'd say everyone's talking about. Yeah. Are Harkins. <laughs> the, fucking hawks, baby. Baby. <laughs> the fucking hawks, baby. fucking hawks. They're, They're electric. killing it. I love this pick of ours. Uh, I they I one they they speak to us. You know, I feel like they fit our brand, the Hogs. You know. Oh yeah. They're fucking gritty, dude. They're just like a grindhouse, dude. They're you know they no nonsense basketball. I love it from them. Real hard nose shit. Yeah, you know, uh, a more sophisticated college basketball analyst might look at them going down big to Colgate and nearly losing to Texas tech and say, that's bad for them. That's I'm going the other way. They're, they're a tough team. They know how to climb back from a deficit. 
I yeah. think like honestly, if I you know rewind had to go back and repick who we think is gonna win the entire thing, I'd still go Arkansas still having go seen Arkansas. them in these two rounds. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. They they've faced adversity. They've taken some punches, but guess what? They've come back. Illinois, the first round, they absolutely just crushed Drexel. No adversity. Guess what? Second round, they get punched. They don't know what to do. Yeah, They're down for the count. Iron sharpens iron. Hog, hog sharpens hog. Hog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sword, sword fighting action. Uh, yeah, plus their, uh, their coach, Eric Musselman, also sick name, Muscleman, yeah. uh, is an absolute firecracker. There's the one video of him earlier this year where he just enters the locker room shirtless and starts just like throwing shit around. Like he's, he is a great college basketball coach. Um, and I would run through a brick wall for him. And I know that our hogs will as well. So I feel really good about yeah. it going in the sweet 16. No, our hogs are rock solid, rock solid. I'm riding, yeah. I'm riding the hogs big time. My big dad, time. I was watching today with my dad and they just had an interview with, Eric Musselman on and we were flipping back between golf and he was like, Oh, it's a commercial. There's it's a random guy on the screen. And I was like, if you flip the TV right now, I am jumping out that window. <laughs> this is the most important five minutes of my life watching yeah. this interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's March madness been for you? Are you enjoying it? What's it, what's it been like? You know, I, I mean, I've loved it. Uh, I've loved every second of it. Um, I, just forgot i didn't forget but i i didn't realize how much i missed it uh with the two-year gap and just how great these first couple days are when you just get a sit down and watch basketball all day uh and it just feels right being back you know it's the most incredible shit of all time it's the best it's crazy dude today now that we're in the round of 32 there's like a 20 minute gap between games and I oh, almost yeah. had an aneurysm. Yeah, I was like, have Boy, a panic is there college basketball? I, know. <laughs> I was flipping. I, I was literally flipping out. I was like, yeah. this. I was looking at my phone. I'm like, this can't be right. There's yeah. no games on right now. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also love how I all forgot this in like the two year gap. Everyone becomes a gambler. Like usually, if yeah. you bet money on a game, depending on who you're with, they're like, okay, this guy bets on sports. Everyone in March becomes yeah. a gambler everyone yeah. has a bracket everyone's pulling for their school or their girlfriend's school or whatever everyone has a vested interest i can't get enough of it yeah it's my favorite everyone, thing in the world everyone gets unreasonably pissed off when their team that they chose that they know nothing about loses because they finally have an invested interest in it and you're like that's what gambling is you're <laughs> welcome to the club <laughs> yeah it's yeah. honestly it's like uh it's I normally talk out of my ass about everything without having any information about whatever subject. And March Madness is great because everyone's doing that constantly just about college basketball. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So uh, looking forward, uh, I think we got a good couple of matchups coming up. Uh, Our hogs just to close out on the hogs are going to be playing oral Roberts uh, next round. So going to be the hogs versus oral uh (laughs) real tester there um what are you thinking what are you thinking there for our for our pigs 
if the if the oral can handle the hogs yeah i'd say i'm gonna say that the oral can't handle the hogs and the hogs mm-hmm. will prevail the yep. hogs are too strong too hard they're i see them going all the way i don't think there's anything that could stop them nothing that can stop no oral could stop these hogs <laughs> yeah you know, you know what else is uh, two things have become just apparent to me too during this march madness one is it should be illegal to not have two TVs. Mm-hmm. This is like prime time two TV time. One because of like the first few games, you have two games happening at once. But like tonight, for example, there was a Nets game and I missed it because I could only watch college basketball. Everybody yeah. should have two TVs. Yeah. Uh, second thing that became quickly apparent, I need to take off work for the Masters. Like mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday this week, I had work, which was fine because I could just watch college basketball like in the back, in the background. Probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> Everyone but, does uh, that. <laughs> but Thursday, Friday of the Masters, if it's gonna be like this, which it is, uh, I just shouldn't work. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But counterpoint, there's something about watching it while you should be working that makes it that much better oh yeah putting it up on the spare monitor or like doing your work from the couch there's something about it that really forbidden fruit exactly yeah it's like why smoking weed is used to be so dope and now it sucks exactly yeah yeah when i was 16 and it was illegal yeah yeah um yeah it will and you know like these this this month is just prime like when we were in college, it was just every single person's laptop and lecture has something on streaming. Yeah. When you're now you're at work, one of your monitors has it because it's March Madness into the Masters. Those Thursday Fridays are the gold standard of watching sports when you should be doing work. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, I will also say the amount of like random Kings Blazers Tuesday night game i would have up on my laptop like it's a low bar yeah. like yeah you're saying oh. yeah everyone everyone's sure there. i mean but for if everyone i have yes. a screen and i'm in a class there's some there's some sport on that laptop 100%. yeah yeah um, yeah dude we're so lucky like think of where we were watching shitty ass baseball last july when sports when, first came back when there were no sports and we were watching like diamondbacks twins and we're like sports are on tv dude now we have march madness back it's like the the world feels like a better place yeah yeah do you remember when we were watching korean baseball at two o'clock in the morning yeah in april do you remember those watching the dark days tournament you those you were watching <laughs> those were dark days i think yeah i think that is important to remember all the time at how far we've come and how much better life is with sports yeah yeah Yeah. not to get political but uh that's probably not a good way to start a sentence but we were talking about my mom and i was talking about how stupid it is that the coaches kind of like all wear masks but don't really wear masks they never wear masks it's just on their chin yeah uh every athlete of any caliber should get the vaccine they should be the first in line <laughs> like i know government officials military teachers everything the value that america gets from march madness mm-hmm. supersedes mm-hmm. 
surpasses yes. uh, anyone super, else. Super, uh, super, su- suplex, suplex, suplexes. suplexes. Yes. Um, the the role of other people who are getting the vaccine. Yeah, other essential workers and the like. Yeah, yeah. But college basketball. Yeah, good take. <laughs> I like you. I'll workshop that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll workshop that one and then present it to the governor and see see what kind of changes I can make in my community. Yeah, get the ball rolling. Um, I yeah, I do think that Trey Young should be like the first one in Atlanta to get the vaccine, don't you? Like above all else, as an Atlanta resident, you're you know. I'd say Trey Young. I know what I just said. Trey Young well doesn't deserve list, it. I hate Trey Young. If I have this to watch Trey Young, Young take another like 40, just like a stupid three point shot with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, I hate Trey Young so much. <laughs> We're, we might not get to it this episode, but we had the idea to do fake NBA trades. And I'm just going to say, in my, if I were a GM or if I could just magically make trades happen in the NBA, I'm shaking up the Hawks. I'm yeah, moving some just, people out. Trade Trey Young to Russia and just get him out of here. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. Back to Mark Madness. Um, Do you have any uh, like recaps, highlights the first couple days? What stood out to you? I do. Yeah. So obviously, like every year, there's upsets. Um, It's hard to judge things against past years because it feels like we haven't had March Madness in forever. But a lot of the upsets we had, especially in the first round, felt incredibly predictable. Like, I'm just going to say, I am on a massive winning streak betting. Um, And a lot of these underdogs shouldn't be considered underdogs just because of the names. Like Maryland over UConn, Syracuse over San Diego State. Syracuse should have been favored. Like Oregon State, your boy, Tinkle. uh, They're dope. I feel like they, a lot of these games, I I, I could have told you. Well, some, yeah. <laughs> some of them I couldn't. Oral yes. Roberts wasn't on my Oral, radar. Yeah. Uh, Ohio. What were some of the other crazy ones? Abilene uh, Christian, which we kind of called. Yeah, we did. Dude, there was, there was a lot that we almost, that are, we didn't trust our guts enough. Yeah. Looking back on it, we needed to dress. My takeaway from our live uh, bracket challenge is that we need to trust our guts more perfect transition into i know something that you want to mention your boy john rothstein because mm, i have something mm. to say on this exact same subject oh, uh, yeah so you noted that you're kind of over stick right oh yeah totally i mean so for anyone that doesn't know john rothstein is like kind of the the march madness college basketball guy I, I, I guess he's kind of, he's like a, he's like a hybrid uh, Wojnarowski plus Scott Hansen. So he has like the hype and love of the game, but he also like breaks news. Yeah. Would you Damn, say that's that was fair? A phenomenal. Yeah. But it's kind of <laughs> weird. Cause like, I'd say the thing is that he like knows college basketball better than any, like he really totally. does watch oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. random ass games. So maybe yeah. like kind of like a, you know, like Bobby Marks knows every yeah. single NBA player's contract and every yeah. single like salary cap thing. Maybe a little bit of mix- him mixed in, but you kind of nailed the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So he's been everywhere, and he basic he like came up with the 
like phrase, this is March. And now everyone's saying this is March and all this stuff. And it's after like, as much as I love March Madness, as much as I love everything going on, his he's maybe the worst Twitter follow of all time because it's just so obvious that he's like trying to be the Scott Hansen of college basketball and trying to, you know, like be the hype man of all this stuff, but it just comes across as just not genuine at all. And it's just, I'm, you know, I've had it up to here with this shtick. Uh, and every time I see his face now, I get upset. And to bring it back to your first point of what we were just saying. Yeah. Like, about our gut checks being, for yeah. the most part, right. Yeah. I listen to John Rothstein on this podcast that kind of steals a lot of our shit. Like, it's not that cool part of my it's take. A, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. low-key. Um, yeah. But they kind of, like, steal a lot of our bits and stuff. They had John Rothstein on, and they did the same thing where he just, like, picked his bracket. And he did it, like, for real, talking about the players. And I was like, this is so stupid. Nobody knows. Like I yeah. know that he probably he knows he like, does the players know. and stuff. But <laughs> but he got like everything wrong. I was like, you yeah. might as well just do gut checks. You might um, as well do what we did. Yeah. So that I mean, that's a there was a couple that we you can replay the tape, but I think we were super close to picking uh Oral Roberts and we were super close to picking Abilene Christian. And I think the only reason that we didn't is because we felt like we had picked too many upsets before. When yeah. in reality, it was like all upsets. I will say, I think we did pick Oregon State. We did oh, yeah. pick UCLA. Yep. Or what, U- yeah, UCLA slash UNC. Yeah. Yep. Which, by the way, this is so UCLA, uh, UNC. I remember that was the first day, it was Thursday, and I missed it. I was just busy with other shit. And I was, the next day, I was like, God damn it. I can't believe I missed that game. It went down to the buzzer. And I went on my phone and I watched like the full 12 minute highlights. I was like, uh, like I really should have been watching that game, forgetting that there were 945 college basketball games in the yeah. next 13 days. And yeah. the next day I was like, I can't believe I thought that like, yeah, there's a million you're, you're more buzzer fine. beaters. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first day. Uh, and now we can't get enough of them. Can't get yeah. enough buzzer beaters. Uh, also, will say your 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 Virginia take was spot on. We did pick uh, what was it Ohio beat them. Yeah. Um, they your take of they were really shitty two years ago. They won a year ago. Well, technically a year ago, won March Madness ago. So they're going to be shitty this year. And officially, they went out in the first round, won the national championship out in the first round, which means lock of the century, Virginia twenty twenty two national champions. Lock it in. You heard it here first. And if someone wants to give us the odds on it, I'll take a Virginia versus Eastern Washington in yeah. the finals. <laughs> yeah. Those teams specifically, someone give us the odds on that. Yeah, I'll, I bet. We'll take it. One to a million. On that. Yeah, oh, 10000 to $10,000 million. Let's Whatever do it. Whatever we get. Yeah, um, love it. Also important to note, a couple more things. One, let's not forget, fuck Duke. Yep. We should just have someone – there should be a reminder every day if somebody gets saying, don't forget Duke's not in this. They suck. Fuck them. Yep. Uh, and Jim Nance is in top form. Oh, I yeah. – just a comparison of the broadcast between TBS, True, TNT, CBS. Jim Nance is killing it. He's I can't king. believe we get 
to go from this directly into the masters i feel like i'm like best friends with jim nance i hear his voice like 15 hours a day dude plus you get you got him for the super bowl this year so he's just absolutely dominating the first half of 2021 i like it's the best i mean you're right he is the best he's a legend uh and i could listen to him call anything (laughs) literally anything anything there was like a bunch of middle schoolers playing go fish but jim yeah. nance was commentating it yeah i'd listen to that yeah i make agree it, make it happen cbs yeah. uh you got anything else march madness looking forward looking forward uh beyond our besides our hogs anyone looking good to you i don't know man people can't get enough of our hogs they, they just want the hog content exactly the only thing that i wanted briefly wanted to talk about was the commercials uh i feel like march madness commercials you know kind of get swept under the rug because you know people think like super bowl commercials you're not really thinking like march madness for the commercials but there have been a few that have been unveiled during this march madness that are notable to say the least have you seen the imposter syndrome girl no right i so i've seen all of these like in the background and uh like referenced on twitter but i this is on me i feel like i'm usually better about paying attention to commercials but i i've been spacing them out so that is okay i just have to i just have to tell you that the commercial is there's an ncaa women's college basketball player supposedly in the commercial that's what like she plays who says that she has imposter syndrome that so she's not good enough but her solution for fixing it is she only watches game tape of her good highlights. And that's how she like boosts her confidence and overcomes challenges. And I just have to say, we have to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, as a fellow imposter syndrome person. Syn- syndrome Syndromed. Um, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. Usually yeah. I just scroll through my photos and like old social media posts and just think, oh my God, you loser. Why, why did you do that? Or decide that should go on the internet. I never thought to just watch my like sports center top 10. Yeah. Well, we should do that for the podcast. We should make like a hoop mixtape, but for our best moments on the podcast and like do it to like the, the like classic hoop, hoop mixtape instrumentals where like, we'll say something funny and it'll just be like, do, do, do. And like, <laughs> crowd goes wild and then we'll say another something funny i love it i love it yeah it's perfect we'll, we'll get our intern on that yeah our intern another project for him yeah yeah oh well here's one other one i just have to know other than the mike tyson being the mike's hard commercials which is dope which yeah i agree those are hilarious there's this one of aflac who like aflac i guess gives people money for their if they're in like health related accidents uh and the commercial is the Aflac people just sit there and make fun of this woman with a broken neck. And as she's the woman with the broken neck is on the couch and they're just like, you stupid bitch, you didn't get Aflac and now your neck's broken. Like, is she looking over here? I can't tell. She can't turn her head because <laughs> her broken neck. And uh, it's like the worst PR I've ever heard. There's like a health crisis in America. Nobody has health insurance and they're just making fun mm. of this woman. I love it. Yeah. It's a good sell, though, that if you don't buy Affleck, you'll break your neck. And that 
was our March Madness coverage. Uh, stay tuned. Every week we'll be doing a little bit of an update. Uh, especially, we'll be keeping you guys updated on our Hogs performance. Uh, continuing to look strong for our pigs. Oink, oink. Ride, Hogs, ride. Ride, Hogs, ride. Do I got to work in my Cardenese. It's now time for a new segment. Uh, Dylan's brainchild. I personally love it. Excited to do it. We're just going to do our gaslight of the week. Uh, These are things that Dylan and I saw where we feel like we got gaslit pretty hard. uh, And it happens pretty often. So I'm going to have like a few of these each week to choose from. I think we actually have some pretty good ones this week. Dylan, do you want to get started for us? Yeah, absolutely. So this week, um, I'd say you and I both, well, I think you might be the only one that didn't really get gas lit in this situation. I was the gas lighter. You were the no, gas no, lighter. No, 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 I guess I'm not the <laughs> gas lighter. I'm the you third were party. Third party gas lit adjacent. Yes. Okay, yep. Uh, you were a gas lit enabler, though, in some ways. We'll explain. So basically, uh, as you can see, uh, big NBA news before the trade deadline um, NBA or uh, Blake Griffin. Uh, got bought out of his contract, went over to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, As many of you know, and as one of my favorite stats of the past year has been that Blake Griffin hasn't dunked in a game since December 12th, 2019. Uh, He gets bought out. He goes to the Nets in his very first game tonight. He dunks like his first points as a Brooklyn Net was a dunk. He gaslit the Detroit Pistons. He gaslit the NBA. He gaslit the fans. And he and the Nets were major gaslighters this week. Uh, So uh, that's my gaslight of the week. Blake Griffin, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know how it was a gaslight, too? The ultimate gaslighting tell? Did you see a little smile on his face after he dunked, too? He knew. He knew. He knew knew. that he was gaslighting everyone. Yeah, exactly. He's the gaslighter, the bucket's the gas, and the Brooklyn Nets are the The match. Flame. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And I love it. Honestly, I'm for it. Blake Griffin's back, baby. We don't even need him. We have Jeff Green playing ahead of him and a million other better guys so it's okay yeah. um yeah. just keep enabling his, his gas lighting and see where yeah. that ends up that was a pretty good inaugural inaugural An inaugural gaslight gaslight yep all right well i that actually reminds me of my gaslight of the week which was also a massive massive gaslight here's what happened finished up with our round of golf you know how golf is i was pretty hungry i was pretty tired Stopped by for some hamburgers on the way back. Uh, and I had only had classic golf. I had like a cliff bar the entire day. So I asked the woman if it would be weird if I bought two entire chicken sandwich meals. I'm like, what do you think that I'm a fat ass if I did this? And she was like, no, it's fine. They're not that big. Like you can get two chicken sandwich meals. And I trusted her because that's what happens in gaslighting. Yeah, and I got the two chicken sandwiches. I go home. I murdered both of them, and I felt like ass. Oh, it was the total so gaslight. She gaslit your ass, didn't she? Yeah, my ass yeah. was on fire from your gas. Oh, <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> here I was, an idiot, thinking that two chicken sandwiches was a normal thing to do. No, 
I'm two hours later, I'm sitting there with a stomach ache from eating yeah. so much food. Damn. I got gaslit. Yeah, your ass got burnt from that gas. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, that's a, that is a prime example of gaslighting. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that was a good one. Um, so to any gas lighters out there, uh, just be aware, JMO and I are watching. Uh, we see you gaslighting and we're going to call your ass out. Oh, shit. I love this. We got some gaslighting sheriffs in town. We're yeah, monitoring we are. social media. We're monitoring yeah. everything. You start gaslighting, gaslighting people. We're on not around us. You'll not hear about us. it on Meat Sports Alcohol in the next edition of Gaslight of the Week. Yep. That's us, that's us shooting all your gaslighters. Yeah, you're lighting the gas we were stopping you. Uh-huh. And that yeah. was our gaslight of the week. I remember those days I had no rice. I remember those days I had no sticks. And that was our show. Uh, next week, we're going to be sitting down with Isabel Gonzalez. She's a college basketball analyst and writer. Uh, we're going to be sweet, uh, recapping the Sweet 16 and looking forward to the Elite Eight with her. Uh, so that's going to be a really good time. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Some actual college basketball knowledge. It's crazy. Uh, I would have had some college basketball knowledge, just saying. I had a brief plan to go actually to the Elite Eight this weekend in Indianapolis. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Was doing it in the name of Meat Sports Alcohol. Wasn't on the company card, but was going to do some serious reporting there. Uh, just going to throw this out there for any of our listeners. If you need Dylan and I to, you know, have some, you need some hard hitting journalism at your event. So I'm going to ask the tough questions, maybe just to MC, maybe just to do some stupid shit. Let us know. We'll, uh, we'll fly out. We'll do some, some big time journalism for, for whatever you need. Couldn't make it to the elite eight, but the next event we're there. I'm thinking Indy 500. Yeah. Yep. And we have, we've made press passes for both of us. Uh, we've been practicing our writing, our question asking, things like that. Um, and you're definitely going to want us there. That's right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Really, really, really appreciate it. Be sure to go follow us at MeSportsAlc on Twitter and Instagram. Our Instagram has been fire recently. We have interns who are absolutely killing it. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to the episode so you can see you next week's with Isabel because she's going to be awesome. All right, fam. Peace. Peace and love. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Because maybe...